This is to introduce Women Prayer Group, WPG. Dwelling in God's presence is the key to godly living. Luke 10, 41-42 God is calling women in this age and time to rise up and resume the assignments God has given them. Standing in the gap, interceding for the salvation of sinners, uplifting other women, youths, and children around us by being sensitive to their needs. WPG is a vision that God gave me seven years ago, and I believe this is the right time he has desired to bring it to pass. Please join me every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. to call upon the Lord and seek God's face about knowing and doing His will. Welcome to um, the first edition of the podcast for Women Prayer Group. And today our topic will be Just Like Martha. And the text is going to be taken from um, a number of places, but the main text it will be taken from Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. So if you are with the Bible or if you are with um, the Word of God with, in whatever format, I'd like you to open to Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparation that had to be made. She came to ask him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Verse 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. Verse 42. But few things are needed. Or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. Those are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many of us are just like Martha. Who opened the door of our home to Jesus. In verse 38 it says. um, When Jesus and his disciples came to a village. Martha opened her home to God. To Jesus. And here he makes us understand that it's not enough to open your heart to Christ as Martha opened the door of our home to Jesus in salvation. But staying constantly at his feet is in fact the one thing that is needful. Martha was distracted by worldly things. Even though these activities seem important, like cooking and preparing all the things that should be prepared for the meal, 
and to some of us it could be education or marriage or getting your hair done shopping for clothes for yourself and your family uh purchasing material things like homes and cars and monitoring your credit score your careers and trying to see when is the best time to do an MBA and if you need a PhD all these things are nice to have but what did the lord say the lord said the lord said but few things are needed indeed only one thing is needed and what is that what mary was doing in 39 it says mary sat at the lord's feet listening to what he had to say mary was listening to what jesus had to say so when you see that all these things have started replacing the time to listen to the lord to listen as at jesus feet you know that you're becoming like martha so don't replace what is needful with what is nice to have listening to jesus every moment of your life is more important than that activity that takes your whole life like you just wake up and discover you're 50 years old and you've been working hard so hard in this worldly secular job and you see that you've not been listening to Christ you've not been sitting at his feet and the world has a way of wrapping you up in it there was a time they said oh you have to get a college degree if you don't get a college degree you are nothing and uh you have to just get it to get a job to be relevant and many people just start striving to get an a college degree so this is not to say that a college degree is bad in fact it's an is a good advice to get a college degree but what i'm trying to say is that the devil is smart and he after the college degree invented the masters degree like and people are like um it's not enough to get a college degree you got to get your masters in the bag you have to you have you need your masters in the bag without the masters you can compete on a higher level and some professors came together and said hmm let's make people do a phd and so i'm probably giving this illustration because that's the field i'm in right now so you spend years and years working so hard on getting all these degrees in various disciplines that you find yourself in and let me tell you this thing take your time if you don't step back and think about God's purpose for your life and start doing it you wake up at an old age without achieving God's will for your life it could be your job you could be you could have that great job that that you you feel it's a miracle from god yes that's a miracle from god but the devil is there as well 
bringing hierarchies and stratas such that you have to do this certification in order to step up to the higher manager general level or you have to go um if you want to go higher in this um field you have to do this and so so requirements and these requirements require some form of hard work and diligence that will take your time balance is needed in everything in fact knowing when the lord is speaking and sitting at his feet ignoring those worldly things is what we need to be sensitive about we need to know when the lord is speaking to sit at his feet and not let this thing stick our whole life maintaining god's presence is of a greater priority than that job that you bring home or rush off to early in the morning without first meditating on god's word Let's take a look at the Psalms. Let's read from Psalm 91 verse 1. Psalm 91 says, verse 1 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty if you should read the opposite of that that would read he that does not dwell in the shelter of the most high will not rest in the shadow of the almighty This emphasizes the importance of us dwelling in God's shelter so that we can rest in his shadow. Can you have you ever seen um have you, have you, have you ever sat under the shade of a tree? That is the shade of a tree and it gives some comfort from, from the sun. The shade of a tree gives comfort from the sun when you sit the, at the, in the shadow of the tree. You get some comfort from the sun. And that is how it is with God. If you rest in his shadow, he shades you from all kind of harm. But before you rest in this shadow, you have to dwell in the shelter first. You have to dwell in his presence, always being in his presence. But let's not ignore the things that drive away the presence of God. God is holy. He can be old sin. And so when you sin against him, you're trying to drive away his presence. When you're disobedient to his voice, you're trying to drive away his presence. Remember the first sin of disobedience was at the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. And they were chased out of the Garden of Eden. And this this is the consequence of disobedience. Bad thoughts drive away the presence of God. Worldliness 
drives away the presence of God. Worldly music, worldly fashion, worldly devices, worldly entertainment, games, worldly um, movies, all this um, drive away the presence of God. As a woman, you have to keep the presence of God. You have to make sure the God is always around you. If you desire to be like Mary, if you desire to be a godly woman. Coupled with the fact that the devil is trying to keep man distracted from God by setting up institutions that distract man and make him um, oblivious to the plans and the missions that God has for him. The devil is also trying to destroy and attack the godly order of the home. Now we see um, movements rise up such as feminism and people that said um, the place of the woman is in the, is not in the kitchen and they and you see skirts in the boardroom and you see such and such movements. This is the um, godly order. And you can see the godly order in Proverbs 31. And if you would do an assignment, that would be to read Proverbs 31 and jot down what God is speaking to your heart about what the godly order should be. What the godly order should be in the home, in the marriage, in the family. The godly woman and mother, she's a businesswoman, yes. She's an entrepreneur. She runs her family in a way that she, she's not away from home. She trains her children. So if you want to be a skirt in the boardroom such that you walk the whole day and you don't see your children, you don't have the time to instill the, the attributes that God has destined to instill or pass from you to your children, that means you are failing as a godly mother. Your business or whatever career path you choose should not prevent your duty to your children. And so if you feel that you want to be like the man and then walk away from home uh, for a very long period of time or take on jobs that may keep you away from your home and your children just know that you are falling into the trap of the devil if the mother is not around or available the devil wants to creep in when you're away the devil wants to creep into your children through the tv through the internet he wants to alter whatever good they have in them If you also read Proverbs 31, which we'll be dissecting by God's grace in the next or in future podcasts, you would also notice that the woman, the godly woman supports her husband. He supports her husband. 
let's go back to worldliness. Worldliness drives away the presence of God. Let's see what 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 31 says about worldliness. About the use of worldly things. Verse 31 says, let's start from um, 29. So you have the context of what we are trying to say. Paul said here, what I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should leave as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it was not theirs to keep. Those who use the things of this world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. This is how you should live your life using the things of this world. If you buy a car, that should not be the center of your joy. If you're married, have a beautiful wife, have the um, advantage or the um, opportunity to fall in love. You, have, you are blessed to fall in love with somebody and she's the center of your world or he's the center of your world. <laughs> you have to live as if you don't even have that person. Be sober and not over happy. That does not mean you should be jo- you should not be joyful. You should be joyful. But that should not what be what to take your attention away from the Lord. When you buy something, I don't know how you're going to behave as if that's not yours to keep. <laughs> if you buy a car, but you have to buy the car and use it as if it's not yours to keep. And if you use the things of this world, do not be engrossed in them. For the this world in its present form is passing away. So what, what do you say? What do you mean? not being engrossed in them if you check kjv it says okay let's first of all say um okay niv says use the things of this world as if you're not engrossed in them so when you spend the whole day online shopping because oh you can see the whole supermarket on your computer or the whole mall on your computer And when you're using apps on your phone, don't be engrossed in it. The King James Version says, use the things of this world as not abusing it. What does abusing it mean? Have you heard about drug abuse? In high school, I was taught that uh, uh, drug abuse was defined as when one takes an overdose of medication. The medication they would prescribe when one takes an overdose of such medication. Or if you use an inappropriate quantity, you're abusing that drug. 
would anyone ask you to drink a cup a whole or maybe um a cup of aspirin person must be crazy except that's the suicide prescription but when you do use it you use the aspirin right so see worldly things as something you use sparingly or moderately without being engrossed do you treat your medicine like a your drugs like a birthday cake which you savor every bite. Nope. You take your pills and you forget it. You take the little prescribed to you and you forget it. In the same way, don't abuse the permission that God has given you to use worldly things. We should not become addicts to our career, addicts to worldly dressing, worldly things, worldly um, um, resources. And ignore God's assignment. Let's take a look at um, Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Here Jeremiah says through the, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, okay, let's start from 2. Oh, let's start from verse 1. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. Verse 2. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. This is what God was telling the people of Israel and is telling you today. You wake up in the morning, you put on your nice clothes and your beautiful shoes, which you spend hours to match and mix together and make sure the colors are match and well, they go well together. And you go into your car, which you had to spend hours building your credit to finance. And then you go to your work, which you were thinking about all through the night on how to get a promotion. And you face your boss and you see the people at work and you do all the worldly work and you come back home to continue the circle of thinking about how to get a promotion at work. God wants to cut you uh, or draw your attention. He says, call to me. It's telling you, call to me, my child, and I'll answer you. Come on, call to me, and I'll answer you, and I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. This includes how to get that promotion, but that's at the bottom of the list. But there are great things that have a higher priority that I would like to show you. God wants to reveal to you himself. He wants to teach you how to please him. He wants to 
teach you how to live a holy life, a victorious life over sin. He wants to show you why he brought you to this earth. His purpose for your life, his plan for you. And maybe finally how to have worldly success so that you would have testimonies to share others to others. But that's the what is, is the bottom of the list. He he wants to show you deeper secrets about himself. Wants you to reach others and show his love to others. And the truth is while the devil is working so hard to set a lot of bricks against the knowledge of God. Our job is to destroy everything that sets itself against the knowledge of God, to bring down those bricks. Let's um, read Second Corinthians 10 to, to 6. It says, I beg you, Paul is pleading with you, that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we may live or will live by the standards of this world. For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. Verse 4 says, the, weapon, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish Every act of disobedience, once your obedience is complete. So, once your obedience is complete, once you know how to please God totally, and you want, God wants to show you how to please Him totally, to make your obedience complete, and how to live a victorious life over sin, and then how to reach others by breaking and demolishing these strongholds that the devil has set up against People knowing God against the knowledge of God. See, the main fight we are against is these walls the devil has set up preventing people from knowing God. These veils the devil has put on the faces of people. Pride, sin, who are you to judge me? This, who are you to discriminate against me? That is that is how I was born. Why will you say that I'm committing a sin against who is God? Is what who's, who's God? Atheism, atheism says there's no God. Please let me live my life the way I want to. The love of money sets itself against the knowledge of God. God says you cannot serve God and money. He didn't say you cannot serve God and the devil. <laughs> the money money is kind of like the other person or thing trying to get your attention not even the devil <laughs> many christians today they call themselves christians but they serve money all these things false religion 
prevents people from knowing the true God. These things are strongholds and walls that we're setting up against the knowledge of God. So God is calling us today to rise up and open our eyes and sit at his feet and hear how he wants to use us to demo- to to demolish the strongholds how he wants to take us from our weaknesses or remove the weaknesses from us and make us live a godly life make our obedience complete obedience complete and start doing his mission breaking the strongholds and reaching more people for christ making the knowledge of god known to the unreached world and the truth is that the unreached world is unreached world is not in somalia and it's not in um some poor african country it is your neighbor that doesn't know christ that's the unreached world so wherever you are in the whole world you don't need to go to the ends of the earth to to break the strongholds many of your neighbors do not believe in jesus so start from people in your office and ask God to teach you how to demolish these walls that set themselves against the knowledge of God even around you. Thank you for listening and please tune in for the next um, episode of this podcast. God bless you and stay. Oh,